0: All right, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free. It is 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, so we've we've had this intramural battle within the Republican ranks, and it's a little frustrating to me on, on a number of fronts, but it's it's absolutely salvageable if Republicans can just be united on a plan. And and while there's very strong arguments to be made that it would have been ideal to have 12 appropriations bills uh, passed, uh, certainly over the summer, July and August or put forward and voted on uh, directly, um, th- there has been some amazing work done and needle threading in very positive ways. And the two people that really that that I've been in touch with that I've been in touch with many people that have led this effort are congressman chip roy of texas and byron donalds of of florida these guys have been working really hard behind the scenes to try and bring everybody together i thought both continuing resolutions were really good uh byron donalds chip roy chip why don't you give us the behind the scenes what do you got going on
1: well thanks sean great to be on great to be on my friend byron uh and and look you summarized it very well for the listeners out there uh look this is the sausage getting made um we demanded in january that we have a seat at the table that we open this process up this this town has been being run behind closed doors for far too long so it's messy you and i sat byron and i sat next to you after the speaker agreement in january and i said that sometimes you got to break a little glass in this town well some glass is getting broken again we're trying to kind of navigate through it bottom line for me is pretty simple i don't think right now this is my opinion that it's time in the middle of the third quarter to go down the road on motion to vacate. I think the timing here is not the right path from my standpoint. Where we should be is we got to finish the job. I didn't like the deal on Saturday. I did. I would have preferred what we put forward, what Byron and I and others worked to put forward. But some of our colleagues on the right weren't there. They wanted to see appropriations bill. They didn't want to do a CR. It wasn't a CR. It was cut and border security. But okay, move on. My deal is what happened Saturday happened. Uh, I don't want that to happen again. So let's right now endeavor to get in 45 days, let's finish the appropriations fight.
0: Well, am I, am I right in saying that we have four appropriations bills done?
1: We have four appropriations bills done. We have two that I'm gonna go to rules committee and hopefully move out for this week and another one uh, for later this week. Let's get that done in the next 45 days, number one. Let's force spending below the debt ceiling deal. Number two, let's make sure that we force if, if, if there's going to be a demand for another dollar for Ukraine, not my preference, but if there's going to be another dollar spent for Ukraine, we must secure the border. We must pass H.R. 2. We must have the border security as a part of it. And this is the important part. Any dollar spent for Ukraine should be offset out of IRS or Inflation Reduction Act money. Texas needs to get paid back out of IRS and Inflation Reduction Act money for the open border. And the disaster relief bill that was just tacked onto the TR in, on, on Saturday for $16 billion needs to be offset out of IRS or Inflation Reduction Act money. There is a path, and I think Kevin can uh, prove his speakership if he gets those things done. That is what we ought to do over the next 45 days.
0: Listen, uh, Byron, are you on the same page?
1: Uh Yeah, I am, Sean, I got to tell
2: you. Coming back, I flew back this morning to Washington, and at the end of the day, it's about securing our southern border, first and foremost, and getting, uh to quote my friend Chip, the woke and wep- weaponized stuff out of our government. That is the mission. Everything else takes us away from that and so yeah i don't like this 45-day clean cr i would have much rather have cut 30 percent of the federal agencies and secured the southern border and forced the white house to do that and, and sean one quick thing well
0: byron the, the problem was not even the moderates you you both of you put together and and again you guys are the conservative wing of of the republican caucus you guys are the freedom caucus members of the there you guys are the ones that are fighting for the things that I want and that most of this audience wants. And that is secure borders, fiscal responsibility, and, and yeah, you're right about, you know, getting rid of woke weaponization. I'd also add to that a Department of Justice that's been weaponized. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I, look, I, I wish the process was going faster for Comer and, and Jim Jordan and Jason Smith, but they're making a lot of progress, those three and they're unpeeling layers of an onion under very difficult circumstances where nobody's cooperative. So we're all on the same page here, but yet we don't have some other conservatives that would otherwise be with us, and I want to get to that in a second, but go ahead.
2: Well, I think, look, the, the one thing about this town, I've learned this pretty quickly in three years, is this town works on leverage and frankly political leverage and you have to find those opportunities to leverage this town into doing the things that they don't really want to do but it's that that's what the people want and right now that is border security so in my mind Sean I agree with what Chip is saying but everything we do the next 45 days has to be focused on making sure that we secure the southern border no matter what Joe Biden thinks and no matter what Chuck Schumer thinks that has to be the line in the sand for us. To proceed going forward,
0: see what's crucial to me is as soon as you guys do unite and your and HR two is a part of it. That's the border security bill, uh, uh, Congressman uh, Chip Roy. I agree with you on the offset issue, and I, I like the idea of Texas being paid back because it's it's billions of dollars that have been unfairly burdening the people of Texas, and, and they have a hundred and fifty thousand illegal immigrants in New York, and they're asking for twelve billion. Uh, certainly. If they get $12 billion, you deserve $150 billion at least. So, But my point is here, once you guys get these measures, fiscal responsibility measures, border security measures, into a bill that the House passes, then you're going to throw this in the hands of Mitch McConnell. And that will allow conservatives like Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, and others, you know, to now begin to battle them because this is only going to be settled in conference. And I think, you know, once the American public becomes aware of the options, which is reckless spending in a deal that McConnell made with Schumer, uh, or, you know, these significant improvements that you guys are demanding, I think you'll have the public on your side, and then all pressure then switches to them where it should be.
1: Well, let me just say this. Something really important happened this past weekend on Saturday. I did not, let me repeat for the audience, I voted against and did not want a 45-day CR with $16 of disaster supplemental. I did not want to vote for another dollar for homeland security without securing the border. However, that's what ended up being the play call, given the circumstances of the day. And here's one good thing, though. The Senate Republicans rallied around that instead of what Mitch McConnell wanted, which was the deal with Schumer with the Ukraine money in it. That is so critically important. Because it demonstrates that we have leverage to force the hand. Because 117 Republicans voted against the $300 million of Ukraine funding that we separated out from the Department of Defense funding bill last week so that we could move the Defense Appropriations Bill through. That is a majority of the Republican conference. And we saw Senate Republicans rally around us instead of Mitch McConnell. Guys, we've got to play the long game here and win this. Let me be very clear. I am not going to walk away from what we need to do to, with all due respect to my, you know, to the speaker, to, I'm not, we got to hold him accountable to get this done, okay? And we cannot dither, but we have got to get this done right now in November and December. We have an obligation to secure the border, cut spending, and hold the Senate accountable and use Ukraine as the leverage necessary to get that done, in my view.
0: I I agree. Okay, so now I've got to ask both of you, uh, Matt Gates, your colleague, has, has pretty much promised a motion to vacate. How big a distraction does that become and where does that end? Byron Donalds.
2: Well, I think it's a major distraction. It's gonna take every, all of the focus away from appropriations. You're gonna, we need right now, Sean, for the Republican members, whether they're longstanding members or new members like myself, moderates, conservatives, they all gotta come get, get to an agreement on passing these other bills. This motion to vacate, it takes away from all of that. For people who are concerned about the FBI and Jack Smith and wanting to hold the Department of Justice accountable, there's not going to be any leverage to do that if House Republicans are fighting amongst themselves. And so, look, I understand where Matt is, but I just think it's the wrong fight at the wrong
1: time.
0: Chip, Chip, what's your take?
1: Yeah, in my view, and I agree with Byron.
0: And by the way, in fairness to Matt, I mean, he does make one good point and he deserves credit for this he he felt he's been promised and that it was an original promise we'd get the appropriations bills done on time. We didn't get them done on time.
1: A hundred percent. And I've, I've been critical of the speaker for that. As has Byron, I don't want to speak for him, but we've been critical of that. And, and, and I, I agree with that. But look, this is the situation in my view. We're in the middle of the third quarter, maybe the end of the third quarter, heading into the fourth quarter. And we've had some wins this year, and we've had some setbacks this year. I think that the Speaker deserves the ability to finish this process, this year's process, through the appropriations process, through the battle of funding government, through the Ukraine debate and border, and to honor the commitments he's made. Because let's take a step back. He's honored commitments to put conservatives on committee. He honored commitments to put conservatives on the rules committee. He honored uh, the agreements that we were, we were uh, to, to move a good uh, border bill this year. There's a lot of things that were are done. The debt deal. Fell short, 100%. I led the charge, along with Byron, to highlight how it's deficient. But now, here we sit. I didn't like the 45-day deal. Our conservative brothers and sisters should have agreed with us, and if they had, we would have gone into shutdown, and we have been fighting with for the American people for a secure border and cutting spending. But we didn't. The Speaker made the call, you know, and now I believe in the third quarter. Let's let the fourth quarter go. We're going to set the demand. Win this game, and we'll move on if you don't. Well, then we're going to have to deal
0: with it. All right. Quick break. More with Congressman Chip Roy, Congressman Byron Donalds on the other side. Uh...
3: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's 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 Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right as we continue with Byron Donalds and uh, Chip Roy discussing, you know, the appropriations process. Now, they kicked the can down the road for 45 days, but there is an opportunity here to salvage this in major ways. Uh, but everybody's got to be pulling in the same direction. I mean, there's there's all these threats out there that, oh, we're going to use the ethics committee process uh, to punish Matt Gates. I don't like that idea either, Byron.
2: No, I totally agree with you, Sean. Completely against it. Look, I get it. Members are upset about what happened over the weekend. But retaliating against another member is just the wrong thing, to, wrong thing to do. Listen, we had Liz Cheney in our conference, Sean, when she was going after Donald Trump. We had Adam Kingsinger in our conference when he was going after Donald Trump, sitting on the January 6th committee. So I think going after Matt is the absolute wrong play. I don't want to see that happen at all. Nobody should be, they shouldn't be turning the screws of this place against the member because he simply disagrees. And Matt has a disagreement tactically. On how we land this land this plane, so to speak,
0: wrong play. If he gets the appropriations now that he wants in this forty-five day window, I mean, this is all to me. It's salvageable. If I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, and we get the twelve uh, w- with the the very specific things that both of you have mentioned here. To me, you end up on the winning side here, and you win together, or you're going to lose together. It's not like you know one part of the team wins and one loses. It's going to be you win together or lose together.
1: So, I would agree. And here's the most important part. We have to keep the spending levels below the debt ceiling deal.
0: Much way below, yes.
1: And number two, we must secure the border. And this, we're going to be very clear. This thing is going to rise or fall on the willingness of our leadership to draw a line in the sand. You're going to legitimately secure the border. And I know what that means. It is H.R. 2, the provisions in H.R. 2. You know, it's a few, a few additional things that we need to do for Border Patrol. Get that done. And now you can talk about Ukraine. If you agree to a deal to give a single dollar to Ukraine and we haven't secured the border, then it is the whole new game. I was just going to say that the, the gloves are off then. We've got to stay together and unified and get the job done. I'm willing to ride that out into December to try to get that done.
0: Okay, uh, Byron, you're, a great, you're in a full agreement with that.
1: Yeah, I agree
2: with that, Sean. Listen, we have one mission: It's doing the job that the people sent us here to do. Everything else is to take a backseat to that. And look, if 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 our leadership doesn't get us to that point where we feel we had every did everything we could, then they got to answer for that.
0: Are you both confident you get there with Kevin?
1: Get there? What, what do you mean? You mean get
0: there. in other words, is Kevin going to uh, do everything that we just discussed? Well,
1: I'll put it this way: he must.
0: Got it, Byron? You agree? 100 percent all right we're 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 speaking with one voice i agree with everybody here um and and the good news is there is an opportunity here i mean we i think we kind of missed one or two and a lot of it had to do with both of you but with that said you know that's life in washington uh but you got 45 days now to wrap this up and get those goals achieved and then it gets in the hands of the senate and you know what I just say in conference, you just stay strong and just sit there and put drop it on their lap. They deserve the pressure. Uh, anyway, thank you, Byron Donalds, Chip Roy. I think both of you are on TV tonight. Look forward to having you both on. We'll have new developments by then as well.
1: Thanks, Sean. See you in a minute, Byron. Later.
0: 941 Sean on number. You want to be a part of the program.
1: Continue. Mission of Saving America as we return to the Sean Hannity Show.
0: I 25 to the top of the hour. Thank you for tuning in. Write down our toll-free number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the uh, program. I really love my friends at Henry Repeating Arms. They're just phenomenal. Uh, you're going to love Henry, too. Look, if you're looking for a very special gift, Christmas is coming, birthdays, I don't know why everybody has a birthday, it seems every other day. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm like, one thing nobody ever has to do in my life is say happy birthday to me. I'm done. I've I'm finished counting um my birthdays. I don't want to count them anymore. I'm just moving on with life. If you want a really cool gift though, you got to check out my friends at Henry Repeating Arms. I just I love this company. And anyway, they have firearms made right here in America. Uh, every part made in America. Old world craftsmanship. It's phenomenal. Check out their website. It's HenryUSA.com. You're going to love the line of Henry's they have available. And you can get their free holiday gift guide. They'll send you free decals. You can use it as stocking stuffers for people you love. And when you give someone a Henry, you are giving them... Frankly, a work of art that is built with the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen in a a firearm. And, anyway, their performance is top-notch. Every single Henry I've gotten is accurate right out of the box. They shoot smooth and straight, reliable from day one. Over 200 models of rifles, shotguns, revolvers now that you can choose from. They have something for everybody. If you're an outdoorsman, if you're a hunter, beginner, collector like I am, or just those looking for home and and self-defense options available. And one of the things I love the most about these firearms is... You know, they're really fair uh, family heirlooms. I mean, that that's how good the craftsmanship is here. You can pass these down generation to generation, and they're always backed by the company's lifetime warranty and the owner's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Again, made in America. Go to HenryUSA.com. It's a great gift this holiday season. Get their free holiday gift guide, decals today, and HenryUSA.com. And they'll send it out ASAP, and you're going to look at this collection and love, love this company. It's so good. All right, on number. Before we get to anything here, I understand all the arguments. And nobody likes Vladimir Putin. Let me be very clear. Vladimir Putin is a murdering, dictating thug. And what's very, very unfortunate as he was building up his troops along the border with Ukraine, why anybody, after he annexed Crimea, they doubted in any way that he had full intentions of going into Ukraine? Uh, I don't know, because I thought that was naive, dumb and stupid. You know, I think not to be prepared for China trying to take over of Taiwan. And, and again, their geopolitical ambitions, territorial ambitions, they they want to fulfill. That's all part of the equation also. And then what is the most frustrating, just like until Donald Trump became president, NATO never paid their fair share. Okay, he got them to pay their fair share. We still paid the bulk of monies because they were basing it, you know, your payments based on a percentage of GDP. Now they're back to not paying their fair share anymore. And this is a European continent problem. This is not an American problem. They're not a Ukraine is not a member of NATO. Uh, when I see innocent, you know, men, women, and children that are being slaughtered by an evil madman in our time, do I like it? No, I don't. But there's got to be certain conditions before America, you know, actively, you know, it just just seemed to unilaterally grab the mantle and take on. The massive amount of funding for this war, at a time when we can least afford it, and Europe has not stepped up to protect their own continent—that's my first point of anger. It's real anger. So unless and until Europe does their fair share, and unless and until they adopt strategies that show and prove that they actually want to win the war, end it, and get the hell out of there, um, the United States's role, you know, frankly, should be non-existent until they all start doing their part. Anyway, here's Joe Biden saying we cannot under any circumstances allow American support for Ukraine to be interrupted. I guess one thing you have to think about is how much does Joe need Zelensky's help now that Joe is on tape bragging that he leveraged the billion dollars when he was vice president and to get a prosecutor fired from investigating Burisma, the oil and gas giant that was paying his son, who admits he had no experience, a fortune. I wonder how much of this money that Joe wants to use of your tax dollars might be protection money so that whatever information the Ukrainians have on him and Hunter and his family and the business dealings won't be forthcoming. It's a fair question. Nobody else seems to want to raise it, but I'll raise it. And anyway, here's Joe. The majority of the Congress have steadfastly
4: supported Ukraine to defend itself against the aggression and brutality of the Russians attack on women and children in addition to the military in Ukraine. Uh, There's no Ukraine funding in this agreement. Despite that, I did not believe we could let millions of Americans go through the pain of a government shutdown. But let's be clear. I hope my friends on the other side keep their word about support for Ukraine. They said they were going to support Ukraine in this separate vote. We cannot, under any circumstance, allow American support for Ukraine to be interrupted. I fully expect the Speaker to keep his commitment to secure the passage and support needed to help Ukraine as they defend themselves against aggression and brutality.
0: No, it's become a proxy war for the U.S. versus Russia. Anyway, let's get to our uh, telephones here. A lot of you have been very, very patient. Rick is in Louisiana. Rick, hey, how are you? Glad you called, sir.
8: I'm doing fantastic. Um, my subject was, you know, somebody needs to dig deep and see if there's any record, you know, of any of these prosecutors saying that they um, were, you know, looking at making uh, president trump uh ineligible for the voting i mean for for running
0: for president because if
8: they can get somebody on record especially the georgia lady
0: um well i mean you you have in the case of georgia and the cases in new york uh including this case that opened today you do have ags and prosecutors and da's on record saying that they are running on a platform to get donald trump and to get his family and to get their organization
8: yeah, but to, to get Donald Trump, it, I'm talking about to get him, make him ineligible to run. That would be election. Those
0: efforts, I don't see going anywhere. They, there's been chatter, talk in a number of states, but it all dies down when they realize there's something that would prevent them from doing that, and that's the Constitution, which does not have any such requirements for eligibility to run for president.
8: Uh huh. And you know, one other question about uh, Biden's. Um, issues with his with you know hunter isn't fifty thousand dollars a month' rent isn't that money laundering
0: uh, you know it all depends on how you define money laundering isn't it you know are you, are you talking about the money that he spent on his father's house for the room that he was staying in
8: that's correct, yes, and because you know if the normal rent would be five thousand or ten thousand, then getting forty is a way to wash the money to get it to his dad.
0: Well, it certainly is a question that needs to be answered. And and how long did that go on for and how much money was actually transferred? And, you know, everybody keeps saying, well, you know, Joe never benefited financially. Well, not according to his son, Hunter, uh, not according to the emails with Eric Sherwin, who was the financial apparently lead uh, for Rosemont Seneca and Hunter's communications with him about how they're going to pay for Pops' home repairs. Uh, nor the nor the conversation that Hunter had, I believe, with his own sister saying, at least you don't have to give half your income to pops or P- Tony Bobolinsky exposing that the big guy and putting money aside for the big guy, uh, the big guy being Joe Biden. So not that the bribery statute actually even mandates that Joe benefited one penny, but if he took actions as vice president that resulted in the enrichment of his family, which we know he did um then that does in fact reach that high bar of bribery i would think so i think you're right i think you, you get an a plus uh good call my friend all right listen important uh, role as a parent grandparent you got to make sure your kids are safe as possible when they go to school that means yeah you you got to have those conversations with your child's school safety director with the principal the vice principal and you need to know about the Knox entry access system that allows law enforcement into locked doors during emergencies where every second matters requiring immediate entry now the Knox advanced electronic e-key technology can be used by local state federal law enforcement personnel the e-lock system can be shared by multiple jurisdictions It accelerates their access into the buildings to save lives and the Knox Entry System can be installed, managed by a single school, by an entire district. Firefighters, they've now trusted Knox products as their choice for access since 1975. And now, Knox Entry Systems for School is providing law enforcement with the same exact resources. When seconds count, you want you want law enforcement not to be struggling with access. Anyway, just send your school administrators, your, your safety directors, your principals... Have them check it out at schoolentry oneword.com. That's schoolentry.com today.
1: Final hour roundup is next. You do not want to miss it. And stay tuned for the final hour free for all on the Sean Hannity Show.
0: We're going to get back to our phones. Uh, Don't forget, at the top of the hour, Jay Secular will weigh in on this sham, you know, trial going on in New York today. It is, it is, it is so, frankly, it's un American what's going on here, what they're trying to do here, how the great injustice. I've never seen anything like this in my life. But anyway, he'll weigh in on it. Laura Trump will weigh in on it. But let's get back to our phones. Melissa, next in Arizona. How are you, Melissa?
6: I'm doing good, Sean. We're out here in the border state, and it's really, really gotten crazy here. And I just want to start off by saying we love President Trump here. Arizona used to be a bright red state until we had all the California people move here and bring their kooky policies with them.
0: Uh, I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, yes.
6: Yes, yes, a bright red state but we love President Trump. But Mr. Hannity, I do have a bone to pick with you, though.
0: <laughs> Everybody has a bone to pick with me at some point. Don't worry, my own kids don't agree with me all the time. Linda, like, agrees with me half the time.
6: Uh, I love Linda. And Katie, too. Katie's so nice, too.
0: Everyone sucks up to Linda and Katie so they can get on the air. I know this little game everyone plays. I, but this is not my first rodeo. Go ahead.
6: <laughs> but, no, with... um. When Ted Cruz was Senator, Ted Cruz was running for president. You would have him on, and you were really hard on him.
5: I really
0: wasn't, and and I think Ted Cruz would admit that. You know, at the time, his campaign accused me of giving more time to Donald Trump. And by the way, little intramural battles like this, everyone gets all worked up. And at the end of, we actually did a complete, thorough check, and we. We actually timed out how much time I had given in the primary to Ted Senator Cruz, who's a friend of mine, and Donald Trump, and it turned out that actually Cruz had gotten more time than, than President, than candidate Trump, candidate Cruz got more time.
6: Well, well, this is a thing uh, I wonder about, because then you have people like Stephen A. Smith.
0: I love Stephen A., he's my friend, but we talk sports, we just mess around.
6: Well, see, this is the thing. A lot of us here, we see you, Mr. Hannity, as a champion for the working class because you have this big uh, platform. But then when we see you buddy up with Stephen A. Smith, who his kooky ways have affected the working class, you can't tell me that.
0: Stephen A., 99% of the time, is talking sports. Now, when he comes on this show, you know, we talk politics Because in the course of any given show on any given day, if he's listening, he's sending me these really snarky, sarcastic notes telling me how wrong I am. And, you know, occasionally I'm sending him notes, too, about how wrong he is on sports. And I can tell you it's only done out of good fun uh, with Stephen A.
6: But what we have seen is you seem to be more friendly with Stephen A. Smith. Than you were with Senator Cruz when he was running for president.
0: Have you been watching Senator Cruz and my my relationship. We we're like oh, I love Senator Cruz. We've been friends for a long time. I've campaigned for Senator Cruz when I wasn't allowed to. But when, I got in trouble for campaigning for him
6: when he was running for president. You were you were kind of you were a little mean to him, and then we had kooky people like Linda. Was I
0: mean to Senator? I don't think I was ever mean to Senator. I think you're Cruz. mean to everyone. All right, stop. Was I mean the Senator Cruz?
6: I would. I would hope you would really confront Stephen A. Smith when he comes
0: on. Why is Stephen A. He's only on like just briefly, occasionally. He's a he's a friend of mine, um, and we just have a good time together. We don't agree on everything, but but he's a wonderful person. He's got a great heart, but but he's a sports guy. He's not he's not a political commentator.
6: If he's voted the way he has and then it's affected the working class.
0: He's fairly down the middle when it comes to politics. He thinks the the left wing is out of their mind. He just doesn't like Donald Trump. That I can tell you.
6: He shouldn't be allowed to vote. If you-
0: <laughs> if he doesn't agree with you, we don't. We are not going to let him vote? We can't do that. I mean, I w- listen, let me just say this. Some I, I bring people on this program, and I disagree with some of them, it doesn't have to be personal. I think when I challenge, for example, Gavin Newsom, I did a pretty good job of exposing that the policies he's put in place are not working. And you know, in spite of his very, very professional glib, you know answers, people and I'm and me pressing him, I think people get to the right place and conclude, okay, yeah, taxes are too high out there. Their energy policies are too extreme. Their sanctuary state status is way out of control and is, is causing the chaos all over the country now. Uh, there's a reason people are leaving that state in droves. You know, people are smart. I give them a lot of credit, okay?
6: Um, yeah, I mean, I just wish you would press more instead of giggling with him.
0: Oh, no. I, I Did you not see me the other night with Gavin? I pressed him hard. I pressed him hard on all those issues.
6: With him, you giggled with him. I go, why is he giggling with him? What do you
0: think? I'm Kamala Harris. I don't giggle. <laughs> I'm not a giggler. Have I ever giggled, Linda? With a little bit of a bromance with Newsom. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah, but wait a minute. But what's the method to my madness? I, Kill him with kindness? I don't know. No, the method is I've been telling people you better pay attention to this guy. And I am telling people if I just said it, it would have no impact. Showing people, it's had an impact. Let me tell you, this debate between him and DeSantis has gotten way more attention than I ever thought it would. Even more attention than me defending Taylor uh, Taylor Swift. I got a lot of attention. You
8: clearly like her a lot. You can't even get her name right.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I can't. Tears on my guitar. I think that's the only song I know for sure that she sings. Uh, I just hate when people are just mean, you know... She's one of the nicest people to her fans. She writes her own music. I respect it.
7: When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do